So why are we doing what we are doing? Why are you and I gathered here today on a Sunday evening to sit here to celebrate the Eucharist? There's so many other things in our lives that could replace this hour of us sitting here. Maybe it's more time with our families. Maybe it's opportunity to do other things that we've been neglecting throughout the week. Maybe it's an opportunity for us to just sit down and unwind from the craziness of this week. But yet, why are we here? Why are we sitting here? One of the interesting things as I was studying my, in my undergraduate seminary, our first class that we took was Catechism 101. And taking Catechism 101 was an opportunity for our professors to kind of give all the seminarians an opportunity to learn the basics, the generality of the faith so that we can all begin on the same footing. And so the professor that day began with a question. And the question was, why did God create man? He had the angels there praising him every day. Why did God have to create man? And as seminarians, we thought we knew everything, but then all of a sudden you can see in the class all of us looking at each other like, okay, what's the answer? Why did God create us? Because if he created the angels to praise them all for eternity, there's no need for God to create human beings. There's no need for salvation history to occur. There's no need for his son to become man to save us. But the answer to that question has stuck with me and has been something that has been drilled into me and have walked with me every day of my life. God created us simply to know, to love, and to serve him in this life and in the, life, in the next life. But I want to focus today on the simple fact of love. This love that we are encountering is the encounter of love of the divine. A love that transforms someone and changes someone forever. A love that you and I, every time we gather at the Eucharistic table, encounter, receive, and are transformed. That love is what we hear in our gospel reading today especially that encounter with Peter. As a fisherman, you know kind of where to go, when to go out to fish, what conditions need to be met for a successful catch. And for Peter, as someone who spent all his life by the sea, he would know exactly when these ideal times were. And these ideal times were then passed down from generation to generation. So it wasn't something that he just made up or like you and I going out to Lake Arlington and just saying, okay, I'm going to throw my rod down 
and hope that something bites. Peter going out to fish has been mastered down to a science. He knew when ideally it would catch a lot of fish. But to come back empty-handed was something difficult. Then he encounters this man who he's heard, who he's seen in his city, preaching and teaching in his synagogues. Then all of a sudden, come up to Peter and tell him, I need you to go out into the deep. Questioning literally what Peter knew and understood, his whole livelihood, his whole understanding, and said, I want you in broad daylight to go out into the deep and to drop your nets. And what does he do? He trusts in that word. He lowers his net and he pulls up an abundance of fish. What is interesting to help illustrate this point was the boat, there was a boat in the Sea of Galilee that was pulled up by archaeologists. And as they studied the boat, they've come to the realization that those boats in the time of Jesus, when they carbon dated that boat, it carbon dated back into that time period of Jesus. And they said that boat was able to fit 15 grown men. So for Peter and Jesus to go out, to pull up so much fish that they couldn't even get it into the boat, is saying that that catch was uh, insurmountable, unable to count. And it must be a lot because they required their brothers, their partners, to go out and join them to pull in that net. Then we see Peter respond back to Jesus to leave me because I'm a sinner. Then the response and the call of Jesus, Peter, come follow me and you'll become fishers of men. All of these encounters with Jesus and all this whole scenario points to such a great love, a love from the divine and an encounter with the divine that you and I have been seeking all of our life. We think as human beings, we know everything, we can comprehend everything, and with our own intellect and mind, we can create, we can do everything in this world that is possible. We can see in science that we can bring cures to different diseases. We can treat different things with medication. We can do so many different things with science. But yet, when we encounter the divine, when we come and encounter God, it seems like nothing makes sense. Everything else just explodes and goes to bits and pieces. Because how can a God, if we gather at this Eucharistic table, how can a God give us his body and blood? Why would a God even do that? Why would he want to journey with us every day of our lives? Why would he become man to be a part of our lives? And it's simply because of love. Then we see when Peter drops, he's invited by Jesus to drop his net into the deep. 
It's our recognition of how deep we can actually love people. Not by our own accord, but by the help of Jesus. To be able to love our enemies, to be able to love our spouse the way they're intended to be loved, the way to love those around us that much more is not an easy task. As husband, as wives, you know how every day it becomes a challenge to love your spouse. But yet without God, it can become nearly impossible to. But as you sacrifice, as you learn and model after Jesus what true love is, you are able to endure the struggle. You are able to sacrifice that much more because you love them. Then as he pulls out the fish, he realizes that that love overflows from God to him and he can't contain that love for himself, that it requires him to share that abundance with his brothers. Therefore, he calls his brothers to him and shows how much God has loved him, and now he wants to share that love with those around him, his brothers. But as he does so, he recognizes and realizes how unworthy he is as a human being to be able to touch the divine, to be in relationship with the divine, and to even be in his presence. For that reason, Peter then says, Lord, I'm not worthy. I'm a sinner. But instead of saying, okay, Peter, good. You recognize it. I'm going to go find someone else. I'm going to go find someone perfect. I'm going to find someone better than you are. Jesus then steps even further and says, let me love you that much more. I want you to be in relationship with me. I want you to be a follower, my disciple, so that I can love you that much more and that love may then continue to overfill you into others so that you can share that love with those around you. And for that reason, Peter then, you hear at the end of the gospel, he leaves everything behind. He leaves everything that he knows, everything that he is familiar with to come follow Jesus. What is that really saying? Nothing in this world really can match up really can't fulfill us completely the way Jesus does, the way Jesus loves us. But we want to think that it does. But when we encounter that love, when we experience that divine love in our lives, we know exactly how that love is, and we know deep down in our hearts that that can't match up to anything else in this world. I would like to invite you to recall the last time you were in the Sacrament of Reconciliation. You come into the Sacrament of Reconciliation carrying all the burdens of your life, the struggles, the brokenness of your life, the shortcomings between your husband and wife, between friends and family, between co-workers, or even within yourself. 
You then come into the sacrament of reconciliation to lay that all down, to ask the Lord for forgiveness and ask the Lord for his grace. What happens to you after you hear the words of absolution? I don't know about you, but every time I've gone to the sacrament of reconciliation, I feel like a burden has been lifted off my shoulders. I've come to the deeper recognition of God's love in my life, and that love requires me to then share that with others. But the question for us today, my dear brothers and sisters, is are we ready and are we willing to encounter the divine every day? Because in encountering the divine, in encountering Jesus in our lives, we have to live up to the last phrase in our gospel reading today. To leave everything behind. Everything that we know. Everything that can hinder us from loving God that much more. And to come follow him. It's not to say that we abandon everything, we, we sell off all our material things, and we can become just these homeless people roaming around and saying we love God. But the question is, how do we abandon all things to God and trust in God in everything that we do? He's not asking and demanding us to do it perfectly today but he's asking us to daily abandon ourselves to God in that encounter. Our daily response that I will come follow you. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we gather at the Eucharistic table, let us remind ourselves of that experience that Peter had. The change that that love God has for him has changed his world and his life forever. Is the Eucharistic table going to change us? Are we going to allow that love to enter into our hearts? Or are we going to close him out and find the divine in other things? Amen.